Yeah, shot me in the back. <laughs> it went right through. It went right through. Well, oh, wait. Now we're started. We have started. Yeah. Welcome back to the Why Aren't You Famous podcast. This is a filler episode. Filler. It's all, this one's going to be all killer. <laughs> no filler. No filler whatsoever. Was the last one all filler and no killer? Um, I think that's what we titled that's, it. That's what you titled it. Titled it. You titled it. Titled it. Man, I titled it up. You anyway, know. my name is Ellen Cherry, and I'm here with my co-host. Andrew Grimm. And you're listening to, as he said, the Why Aren't You Famous podcast. Um, this is episode nine, yes. right? Yes, it is. Episode nine. All right. So we're in early December. Mm-hmm. We've just returned from a jaunt out to the northwesterly parts of North America. Uh-huh. Um, a jaunting. It was a jaunt. Yes. So what would you like to talk about with uh, the tour? Well, I think we should talk about... Um, yeah, did you have a plan for this? Uh, I did, uh, to make it as brief as possible. Okay. <laughs> I think that was the plan. But th- the plan is also uh, for us to talk about what we liked. You know, what did we see? Um, because we spent time with uh, with Kat Kadoski mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Dean Damron. Yep. And uh, we also, we didn't record the episode, uh, an episode with Andrew Norsworthy, but we spent a lot of time with him and his wife, Amanda. Yeah, who's also an artist. And a uh, very good visual artist, my yeah. goodness. Like, her stuff was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, also John Cook down in Bend, Oregon. Yes. Which was, uh, that was an amazing house concert. Yeah, so we started by flying into Seattle, and um, your f- bag took a different flight, mm-hmm. a much later flight. A later flight. But it did arrive. It had its own adventure. To Seattle, yes. Um, then we drove immediately to um, Salem to get down closer to Bend. We had this amazing house concert with John Cook, who um, who had booked me previously at Uncle Calvin's Coffee House in Dallas, Texas. And actually, the last time I had seen John was um, 24 hours away from my car wreck. So it was really good to see him again mm-hmm. and thriving and doing well. And he had the most amazing house setup. He is yeah. he's obviously a music presenter because he guarantees that there's gonna be people there and um did you just take a picture of yourself? I did. Yes. I'm trying to be a little bit more Are you uh savvy in using my technology. Oh, okay, gotcha. You keep going, keep going. That's You're talking about the house concert. Okay, yeah, that's right. So we show up and it was just he said all these beautiful things like I've gathered a nice audience for you. Um, here's the um, a wonderful accommodations. We're going to go out to dinner afterwards. And we had sparkling conversation with other yeah. artists and people in the community. We, I think we played a really fun show. Um, it was wonderful. And then the next day we drove to Portland. Right. Hooked up with Michael Dean Damron mm-hmm. and his wife, Angel. Yes. And we played a really fun show at Dante's, which is, I didn't know this, but on the back of the Dante's building is the famous Keep Portland Weird painting right. in the Pearl Street District. So we got to spend the day in the Pearl Street it's District. Famous from Portlandia. I mean, I think it's pretty famous from probably before the show, but definitely more famous because of that show. Yeah, of course. You take the mic for a minute. I got to clear my throat. Okay. I'm taking the mic. She's clearing her throat, oh. ladies and gentlemen. And I caught one of those Canadian colds. Yeah, well, I caught the Canadian cold too. You did. It's a very polite cold. It is. The cold is like, excuse me, you're going to be sick for seven days. Right. I don't mean to put you out, but however. I'm, but I am going to have to insist that you lay down for seven days. Yes. And um, whatever comes out of your lungs is the most inoffensive tasting mucus <laughs> right. you'll, ever, you'll ever experience. 
Just the most polite thing ever. It really is. Yeah, really just is. definitely was like, I'm so sorry. Every day I've woken up with this cold, and the cold's been like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to inconvenience you for yet another day because I'm not quite finished with you. <laughs> so I'm like, but, okay, cold. But I'm but I'm getting there. Yes, but I'm, we're, we're working on it. So we um, played at Dante's, and we basically opened for a burlesque show, which was great because we had, by the halfway through our set, we had a pretty full house, and people actually listened. Yeah, and, and they bought some um, CDs. One fan that we made at the house concert in Bend, uh, a f- artist named Peter, drove 160 miles to see us the next night, which was like one of those life-affirming kind of things when you yeah. see somebody that you've just met that makes an effort and he had a beautiful way of describing his decision which Mm. was i really loved your performance and i don't know when you're gonna be on the west coast again so i wanted to see you live while i could so which was also like it was also a tragic comic type of thing because we then we then proceeded to deliver our b game (laughs) on stage and forgetting lyrics and in fact, we just did. Uh, I think we just did covers. I just I played Wagon Wheel ten times in a row, <laughs> just to prove a point. I was trying to think back. I was just like, no, that was a pretty good show yeah, too. It was a really good show. It was a beautiful show. Then we recorded with um, Michael Dean Damron, and we yeah. discussed mortality and in the world's smallest hotel room. In the world's one of the world's smallest hotel rooms. Yeah, it was um, quite tiny. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> Then we spent a couple of days in Seattle, which I've never been to, and it is a beautiful city, very expensive. Uh I mean, I don't know if I can talk to city planners about this if it's too late, but might be a little late. Seattle just seems like a a place ripe, rife, ripe, ripe, welcoming to artists. It's rife with artists. It's rife with artists, but they may not be living in the city anymore because of the tech industry and the raising of salaries that the housing market is inhospitable to artists and musicians to be able to afford to live in the city. Right. And I think in my experience, people in San Francisco have complained of the same thing that the the soul of the city is starting to leave because you have um, a lot of people who make a lot of money in tech, but may not be, um, and who may be supporters of the arts, but are actually like sort of in a way, gentrifying them out of yeah. the ability to live in the city so I, it seemed like that was happening in seattle because a lot of musicians and artists we talked to said it's just too expensive to live in town yeah which is i don't know if it's ironic i, I guess it's expected when when things stop being ironic they become expected is that it, what alanis morissette's next song was going to be like right isn't it Ex- expected <laughs> right yeah well, that cities morissette. are gonna die well, she, she's canadian she is canadian I always love that about her because I first saw her on You Can't Do That on Television, which was an amazing Canadian show. Sure. Uh, wasn't that Nickelodeon? Mm-hmm. It was broadcast on that. Well, that's that's good. That's I, well, I think you're right about the Seattle thing. but And Seattle is always, ever since the, the 90s and the whole grunge thing, you know, it seems to always, that that oeuvre or atmosphere or mood or whatever is always kind of, I'm going to say clouded people's perception of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that we saw in the singles movie or whatever, like our perspective of that city is, is always that, but it's certainly not just grunge stuff. In fact, the only grunge I saw was the statue of Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. No, I'm yeah. sure like if we had had more time to delve into more of, I don't know very much about Seattle, just having, 
spent three days there. The air was quite fresh and beautiful. Yes. The skyline is incredible. Yep. Mount Rainier right behind it, below the, it, the, south of it. It was just like, it's, wait, it is Mount Rainier. Yeah, it's Rainier. Right? Yeah. yeah. And just like an incredible, beautiful landscape and yeah. a big city, but not like overwhelmingly big. Right. And everything seemed to be gluten-free. There were so many gluten-free options. <laughs> you could just like be super happy there. So anyway, I liked Seattle. Yeah. We yeah. went to the Space Needle, went like to proper t- proper tourists. Yeah, and the Space Needle was fun. And then the whole goal of this trip was that I had said months ago, I would like to see a whale. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, where can you see whales? You can see whales in the Northwest. And then we were like... Okay, let's like book a tour out there so right. we can see a whale and then also play shows and continue our careers as they are. As they are. <coughs> as they were. Yes. And then so we did see whales. We saw like 10 humpback whales mm-hmm. and we saw their beautiful flukes as they were diving for, um, I guess they eat, well, she told us, phytoplankton. Krill. No, they eat krill. Kr- krill. Krill. Yeah. Where did I get phytoplankton? Thank you, Dayquil. <laughs> that bubbled up out of nowhere. Um, we also saw orcas. We saw yeah. members of the J-Pod. Of no, it was the, it was the T-Pod. Mm. It wasn't a J-Pod. It was the T-123s. Are you sure? It was a transient population. I know this for an absolute fact. Okay. Yep. Oops, I recorded it wrong in my diary. I'm going to have to go back and re-record it. Oh, yeah, because someday, someday when those are posthumously published. They won't be. They'll be burned. Are, are those the instructions? Yes. Burn. Burn. These. I don't want to have. I don't want to leave any material possessions behind. Oh, just get rid of it all. That's true. Big pile. Oh, and before I forget, um, uh, big shout out to Vic Bondi. Yes. Who came out? To, uh, he who who suffered through a singer songwriter open mic to to see us play. Um, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty terrible. Don't don't forget about that. What did that one guy sing about raining or something like that? Or I've blocked it out. He was playing that rain song, twelve string carbon fiber guitar that was so shrill. I thought at any moment my I mean I really regretted not having earplugs. At that oh, I had moment. ear. Maybe that's the difference. Is that I found it more enjoyable because I had earplugs in. Oh. So I generally find most experiences more pleasurable because no, I, I have earplugs. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> so I, yes, thanks to Vic Bondi and his yeah. daughter Sophia. Sophia who um, we are planning to hopefully, we'll just put it out there as an intention, yeah. um, go and actually play a show at their house yeah, sometime was, in the spring. But like, explain who Vic Bondi is for people who are not in tune with Articles of Faith and... Um, report suspicious activity. And yeah, politicized music, yeah. Um, punk music. Well, um, Vic, uh, well, first I, I received an email from Jay Robbins from Magpie Cage, who Jay Robbins, for those people who don't know, uh, was in um, Government Issue, and then he had a band called Jawbox, mm-hmm. and then he had a band called Burning Airlines, uh, and now he has Future, uh, Office of Future Plans, and he also started a band with Vic, Vic Bondi about like 10 years ago called Report Suspicious Activity. And I got a, uh, uh, an email from Jay saying, hey, there, there's this guy uh, who's a huge, massive um, June Star fan and wants to know if you guys are playing any dates out there. And, and 
you know, nobody ever says that to me, that they're a massive fan of mine, that I don't know. Like, I'm like, huh. And halfway across, well, actually all the way across the, the country. country. yeah. So, um, so I contacted him and uh, we met up and, and talking to him, you know, I knew that he was in the, the hardcore scene. Um, That's the word I was looking for, hardcore. Yeah, and he's... Uh, his band Articles of Faith was um, I, I, this came from the Wikipedia page, the Wikipedia page. So but now you can now you have like Vic Bonnie's cell phone number. You can actually right. like confirm it with I can him. Say hey, so it says this on the Wikipedia. Page. Is this true? Um, so from eighty one to eighty five is when Articles of Faith were were around. They're a Chicago based band, and uh, but they were specifically put together for the purpose of, of political. Um, discourse yeah and discontent yeah <laughs> and uh and i listened to some of his stuff on on youtube and it's really good yeah. it's really interesting stuff and uh my, one of my favorite parts is when he says yeah you're sitting in your white house shitting in your white toilet i think i i may be paraphrasing vic i apologize if i got that wrong but there's you know that that was what i was you know when i heard that i was, I was, I was like oh yeah totally i get it it's interesting to me because at that time what was the years of the activity of the band 81 to 85 okay so at the end of that maybe another three years like in 88 is when i started listening to in living color uh-huh. um no sorry living color living color yeah in living color was the television <laughs> show were you were you listening to that as well i was listening fire, fire marshal bill <laughs> let me tell you something there's a whole other issue with that show, Living Color, and starting to. Well, under- Jennifer Lopez was a wasn't she? A she fact- was a fly girl. She was a fly girl. Yeah, yeah. still is a fly girl. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't know her life. I can't. I can't comment on. I can't comment on that because I don't know her, her life. flyness. Um, the status of her flyness. Uh, anyway, Living Color, and that was probably my first introduction to politics and rock. Right. And so now I'm. You know, I'm. I've missed so much, but I like Rage Against the Machine, but I think like when we were talking last week about Vic and Articles of Faith, the idea being that they're sort of a precursor to Rage Against the Machine and and the idea of being overtly political in your, yeah. in your music because you see, this is my talent. Yeah. And I mean, you and I are both doing that. It's a radical act to separate from late stage capitalism and try to sure. make a living as an artist. Um, so... I feel a, just an instant camaraderie with Vic yeah. and his daughter Sophia performed her original music and she's great. She's yeah. in high school and yeah, incredible. Super smart. Yeah, very smart. Really, really funny, engaging. Just one of those people that you meet and you're like, oh, sweet. Oh, there's there's hope for there's the future. There's hope for the future. <laughs> so. And she was wearing a beret. She was wearing a beret. And, so great. And I saw a picture of her uh, on Facebook and she, she was having her. She was eating her first lobster, and uh, she was wearing the beret. <laughs> And uh, uh, Vic quoted her. She said um, something along the lines of like, "This is this is outrageous and delicious," or something like that. Oh, she was like, she had this conflicted emotion about tearing apart a lobster. I was like, oh, well, you got to come out to Maryland and eat some crabs." Right. You wanna, there's no conflict there. They're they're ugly things. <gasps> oh no, are we already at the end of fifteen we're minutes. At the, that's right. We're at fifteen minutes. Oh no, we didn't even get to talk about Norsworthy. Can we talk a little bit longer? Yes, like we can. We can push it, right? We, we can push it, sure. Okay. We'll push it a little bit. Okay. So, Norsworthy, um, I met Andrew Norsworthy back in oof, the late 90s, very, very briefly, when he was in a duo with a friend of mine named Jeremy, and the duo was called Constant Malachi. They started in Anchorage, Alaska, which are, you know, we are thinking about Anchorage because they just had this massive, major massive earthquake, earthquake yeah. last week. Um, <clears throat> so... 
I lost touch with Norsworthy, but he continued to be a musician after the 90s were over into the Mm -hmm. 2000s. And I basically started being a musician. I hadn't really done it before that. I was studying history. And then Norsworthy contacted you because he was having this tour out there. And just he told us that he Googled like... um, like Baltimore musicians or something, right. right? Mid-Atlantic musicians and folk musicians or something. And Ellen Cherry popped up and I either, I connected him with you or he connected with you directly. I can't remember the story. I think you gave him my number yeah. or my email address. So then you became friends and he actually came out and toured a couple of times and we played a couple of shows together, but then you kept in better touch with him and he also stayed with you for a little while. Um, but I haven't seen Norsworthy in like 10 years yeah. and haven't really been that much in touch with him and his life has completely changed. He stopped being a full-time musician and, and does it part-time now and writes mm-hmm. songs for himself, but is definitely a fan of music oh and my goodness. deeply delves into <laughs> listening. And so just to spend, just to reconnect with him was really, really wonderful yeah. to catch up on old stories and, and people that I hadn't known what had happened to them. Right. And also just to hear about his life. And he played music for us. He played some of his original music for us, too. Oh, his songs are so good, too. Yeah, he's an really incredible songwriter and guitar player. Yeah. And it was really good to see him thriving out in Seattle. Yeah. Then we took a ferry over to Vancouver Island right. and spent about four days on Vancouver Island with right. Kat Kadaski and Kat Kadaski. And we um, she put together this incredible show at the Western... The Westboro West Shore Music <laughs> the Academy. The Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah. The West Shore Music Academy. Yes. Um, which is in Langford, which is right outside of Victoria. Right. Um, which is the capital of British Columbia. Yeah. We recorded a, a really moving podcast with her, episode eight, because she wanted to write about grief and loss and, and making change and... Um, it, it was just really a wonderful conversation. And then we have this beautiful show with her guitar player, Peter, and Pete, her percussionist, Peter Wall. Graham. And Graham, yeah. Yeah. Um, Graham, Graham. Graham. I don't know Graham's last name. We don't know, yeah. Hey, Graham. Sorry, Graham. Um, but it was such a wonderful evening to be, it's such a distance, you know, to be mm. out there and to have somebody put together a show like that is just really incredible. Yeah. Like nice. she put a lot of effort into it, and hopefully there'll be good video and audio of it we'll have in the new year to share. Yeah. Well, I don't know where you got your cold from. <laughs> I got it from Kat. <laughs> it, well, we, we, we got our colds from Kat. You know? Yeah. She was, she, was, she was coughing a lot. We don't hold you responsible, Kat. No. This is the way colds work. It's, it's, and actually, it's not her fault because really what happens on tour is Is you that, don't sleep and you don't eat right. No. And I'm, I'm just about to send out a newsletter tomorrow. You're drinking out of puddles and you find in the street. <laughs> This is a reality, y'all. Yep. I Eating I half, left half-eaten Slim Jims you find in the <laughs> in the couch cushions. I left town on November 9th and went to the Virgin Islands and swam five miles and then came back on the 14th for one day yeah. and then we left for two weeks and basically didn't really sleep very much. Yeah, I believe there's some stress getting on that first day, getting to the airport. That was I didn't feel too stressed. You didn't? No, huh. I don't. Let's I thought, let's replay the tapes. I wasn't stressed. Okay. We got there in so much time. I feel like, even though I would add that, <laughs> why are you laughing? It's not what I recall. I recall, I recall there's some stress about traveling. As you know, we 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 decided to leave a little later than expected, and so there was a little there's a little tension true. there. there was, was a little tension. There I don't was, think it was that though. 
Okay. We saw another Baltimore musician in the airport, though. Oh, yeah. Is it John Say? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how you say his last name. John C. John Say. Yeah. It's kind of like Beyonce. John Say. <laughs> John Say. That's right. So, anyway, um, what's coming up next? Uh, that's a really great question. Uh, next week, we're, we're leaving on Friday. Or next Friday. Well, I have a gig in Baltimore. You have a gig in Baltimore. December 9th at Germano's Cabaret. Right. I would love to sell it out if you're in the Maryland area. D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania area. And this is the last show. I love their piano. And mm. Andrew's going to play, too. I am going to play. And there may be a possibility that a really nice film crew is going to come and capture it. But you should be there live anyway because... There's, I'm not going to be playing Baltimore that much next year. Yeah. Right now, there's only two gigs on the books, and one of them's a private show. So, 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 take that. so not I'm not trying to threaten anybody, <laughs> but I'm just saying like one of the one of the things that you and I have discussed um, over the last two weeks intensely is how are we financing this stuff and how are we continuing to sustain ourselves as musicians? And I've been. For the last three years, I've been offering CDs and merch for pay what you want because yeah. the the truth of it is that people just simply do not have uh, CD players anymore. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, contemplating seriously, like, well, how do you, what kind of artifact do I want to make from the shows? But the right. point is where the money is going to be that supports us and sustains us is in live performance. So yeah. I encourage everyone to come. And then we leave on December 14th that we play Ashland Coffee and Tea on December 14th Correct. in Ashland, Virginia. Yes. December 15th, we are playing in Davidson, North Carolina. At the Bird's Nest. At the Bird's Nest. Right. On Sunday, December 16th. To be determined. We have a gig possibility coming up. Yep, with Laura Lynn Dorset. Great. Um, then on Monday, we're going to travel to Charlotte, North Carolina, where we're going to play on Tuesday at the Assorted Table Wine Shop, which is in the 7th Street Market. We're playing for their Tuesday night wine flights, which is 5 to 7 p.m. And that's because we're going to be visiting my friend Josh Villapondo, who I've been friends with for over 20 years. Ooh. And he's our first non-professional musician, non musician mm -hmm. that we are recording a podcast with. Yep. Um, he is one of the reasons I got into music because in high school we had they had a little band and I would we would record oh, on the Tascam. So it's a tiny little band. Yeah, we would record on the Tascam, and um, so we're gonna meet up with Josh. Then we go on Wednesday, December nineteenth, to, to back to Dog Green, the Barn Jam. That is always a super fun show. Yep. And then we're still looking for a house concert or something to happen on Thursday the 20th in Savannah. Yep. We're trying to work on a house concert on the 21st in... St. Augustine. In St. Augustine. 22nd, I think we're just going to be ending up in Miami or somewhere in between yeah. Miami and... and uh, South Florida. South Florida. Yeah. And then we continue the tour after the new year. We're going to go up through Florida... Alabama visit our friend Keith Harrelson who is yep. also not a professional working musician but is a music fan and um, produced music at the Moonlight on the Mountain Moonlight Cafe in Birmingham Alabama and then became Moonlight on the Mountain and then we are going to, for one of my favorite shows so far that we've already played but we're playing in a new location at Joe's Addiction yep. in Oklahoma City Oklahoma on uh, the 5th. January 5th, January 5th. To celebrate um, the new location of Joe's Addiction and mm -hmm. Jamie Zumwalt's book, which I'm currently reading, and it is a beautiful, really open-hearted approach to people that have addiction issues and mental health issues. And then the next 
gig booked after that is January 11th. We're playing a house concert in Chicago. So if you're right. interested in, in you're in Chicago. A, and we have a house concert on the 12th. Great. Where's that? Uh, that's the Indiana one at the, uh, P, the Peacock Pen. Awesome. Yes. And then we're going to be slowly um, making our way back to Maryland. Yep. We're going to try to go through Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You guys, uh, trying to do the work, It's this is what I have explained to them. I'm just like, it's an incredible challenge to do the business of this life and also be the business of it. Because what ends up happening is that the creative parts of it end up getting sh- like shifted to the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm trying to, in 2019, figure out a way that I can reverse that process and just be more focused and organized. But we're, we're doing our best. We want to make this podcast happen, and we hope that you have enjoyed listening to our voices. Okay. And we had a, de- a debrief on Friday about, like, favorite things. What was your favorite thing um, that had to do with the podcast on the tour? <laughs> Favorite thing that had to do with the podcast. Um, uh, I think it was my favorite thing was when, or even just like Michael we- Michael Dean Damron said uh, in the podcast, "I really love what you guys are doing, and I got to say, I feel like I'm famous just to be asked to do this." Oh yeah, that did feel really good. And I was like, "Whoa," because uh, <clears throat> I'm not known. Well, I don't know if either of us know. I can only speak for myself. I'll use an I statement. Okay. I am not known for my taste making. Like, I've never felt like I am I'm a gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. You haven't felt like you're a gatekeeper, even though you are, yeah. obviously. And I think the thing, too, about this podcast that we've been working on for over a year and a half now is that it's just the two of us. And so we yeah. are continuing to try to make this into a slow build it's a slow burn and we just have to keep going with it um because without you know institutional support we have now i think we have over like 12 underwriters Mm -hmm. who i'm going to set up a page on the website just to thank them individually the people who wanted to be listed yeah but that has been such a boost and the people who helped us pay for the tour in march because like this is super grassroots and just something that we both believe in we're trying to put something positive onto the internet and also to highlight people that we think are doing incredible work right that should be famous (laughs) and and it it comes from uh, a couple of folks who you know are creatively uh i won't say prolific but like creating songs is, is is not really an issue for us marketing ourselves is yeah it's really really hard to kind of like break that that barrier of this is worth xyz and you should you know cold calling people and asking them for money and telling them that this is this is the value of this even though i already know what the value is but it's really hard that's part of the part of the deal i guess but whatever so but the point is i think that we're doing we're doing a good job, and we got to wrap it up. Yeah, we're at 27 minutes. Ooh, man. no, we've gone almost twice as long as you wanted to. Uh-huh. So, all right, see you. Bye. <laughs> um, before we go, Ellen, Ellen Cherry, where can we find you? You can find me at ellencherry.com, and I have a, subscri- a subscription service at ellencherry.bandcamp.com. All right, right on. And you can find me at junestar.com, and my subscription is at junestar.bandcamp.com. And uh, we might do another filler episode for next week because we don't have anything on the books. But then if that um, 
Well, That's going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of weeks. But maybe what we'll do is just like, yeah, we'll just we'll, get together and talk. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We, we know where each other lives. So. <laughs> All right. You guys take care. See, we'll ya. see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.